0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The basis of our meditation this morning is from the gospel lesson today, from the book and the gospel of Mark. We read that just a moment ago. We pray. The oh Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our collective hearts together be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and only Redeemer. Amen. And as Jesus was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? A young man, with a narrow perception of who Jesus really was in his mind, came running up to Jesus as Jesus was setting out on his journey. He humbly knelt before him and asks him the question, a very interesting question, don't you think? What must I do to inherit eternal life. I don't know if you've ever had anybody ask you that question. I pray you have. In your witnessing, in your personal witnessing to another person, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What a question this young man was asking. He was asking this question of Jesus who now was on his way to the cross In this context, in the book of Mark, he had already told his disciples that he was going there. They must have been thinking about this. What does that mean? He was going to tell them again that he was on his final journey to the cross. And they must have been thinking about that. And everywhere that Jesus went, there were always crowds following him, always trying to touch him, always trying to ask him questions, always trying to have him heal them. And this young man comes running up to him, kneeling before him, and asks him a question right away. Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus asks him, Why do you call me good? (laughs) Why call me good? Jesus already, and I think we don't realize it when God comes back to us, even in our prayers. Jesus already knows him. He's going to say in this text that he loved him. Jesus already is saying to him, Why do you call me good? Uh, to indicate to him, actually, he's more than just a teacher. He's more than just an average prophet, if you will. He's more than just the average man that this young man was looking for, as we will see in this text. This young man was not looking for Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. He was looking for Jesus as as a good person, as a person who would pat him on the back and say, well done, well done, when we see what this young man admits to what he had been doing. Why do you call me good? Actually, if you knew, if you knew me for who I really am, you would call me good, the creator of the world, all that is around you. Then you would call me good. So he came running up to him, teacher, Teacher, I have a question for you. What must I do to inherit eternal life? It's a very good question. I think in many ways, many people, maybe not in these words, are asking that question. What what does it take to get to heaven? What can I do? What can I do to get to heaven? What must I do to inherit eternal life. So, Jesus says to him, no one is good except God alone. No one is good except God alone. And I'm not sure that this young man was listening close enough, was he? No one, not even you, young man. You with all your humility, you with all your long list of good deeds, You are not good enough before me if you only realize who I am before you and what I am willing to do for you. Um, uh, You are not good enough. You are not good enough to inherit eternal life. That's the law. Uh, We could not do enough, even if we could keep all of the law. Uh, And yet... Uh, disobey it by just one commandment, let's say, we would fail, and that would cause us to not inherit eternal life. The young man says, uh, Jesus says to him, You know the commandments, and he kind of applies these to him, I believe. He could have listed all all Ten Commandments, but he, he applies these commandments to him uh, do not murder do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. Uh, Those are major commandments. He doesn't even list them all. These are from the second table of the law. He did not say honor God above all things, the first commandment. He's going to the second table of the law. Murder. uh, Committing adultery, not giving false witness, not defrauding, honor father and mother. You've kept those perfectly all of your young life. You have? And this young man seems to be saying, yes, Lord, and he didn't call him Lord. Good teacher, he calls him. Yes, I've kept them from my youth. And he is but a youth. He's just a young man. He's an influential young man. He's a rich young man. And he says, what more can I do, Lord? Okay, you can list all the rest of them. Go ahead and list them all. What more can I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus is going to say to him, <laughs> he's going to apply the law to him. And notice how he does this. And I believe this is how he looks upon us when he deals with us. And he looked at him And he loved him. I think we, as we look at this very short gospel lesson, he loved him. (laughs) God is love. Jesus loves me. Jesus loved me so much that he would go to the cross for me. Jesus, looking at him, not just looking, Jesus, looking at his heart, loved him. He loved him, and he said to him, You lack one thing. And that must have gotten this young man going. One thing. Wow. Wow, Lord. You've listed all these commandments. I've kept them. And now you're going to say to me, I'm lacking one thing. And what does he say? He comes down hard, hard with the law. Go and sell all that you have and give it to the poor. All that you have. My goodness, all that you have. We read about the culture of the day. No one was ever asked to give away all that they had. They were asked to share. They were asked to share abundantly, but never all that they had. And Jesus, looking at him, loving him, trying to help him, wanting to be his Lord and his Savior, says to him, go and sell it all. And then... And I really love this part. And then, as he has said to all his other disciples by this point, come and follow me. Come and be following me. Come and be trusting me. Give it away to the poor. And come and be following me. That's the one thing needed for you to inherit eternal life. You need Jesus Christ, who was willing to give it all for you, who was willing to answer this question for you. You could not answer the question uh, 100% true. You could not answer the question, what must I do to inherit eternal life, because you yourself, we ourselves, could not ever do enough apart from Jesus Christ. He doesn't ask us to give it all away. Goodness knows in this day and age, uh, Lord, uh, it's hard enough to earn a life as it is. Uh, Goodness knows, O Lord, we struggle each and every day. Goodness knows, O Lord, apart from even that question, from a faith point of view, I ask the question, Lord, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Not in so many words. I haven't heard people ask it that way. I hear people say, "Um, uh, I, I want to go to heaven, but I don't believe that I'm good enough to go to heaven. I don't believe it. And we have to say to them, what you need to believe is in Jesus Christ. You need to believe that somebody has gone the way for you. You need to believe that Jesus Christ has come and suffered and died for you. You need to believe that the Holy Spirit is knocking on your heart and saying, believe this. He wants you to believe this. He wants you to know the answer to the question of if I were to die, can I go to heaven and be with him? And the answer with, and the answer is that by belief in him, the answer is yes. And then come and follow me, be following me. What a joyous task that is. Uh, a joyous task. Uh, if this young man could have done that, uh, the Bible doesn't say that he went ahead and did that. Later in that same chapter, it's a short chapter, Mark chapter 10. Mark is one of those gospel writers that keeps it very close to the vest. He writes very succinctly. Uh, later in the very same chapter, the disciples said, We'll say, Well, who can we save, Lord? Who? Well, the Lord will answer them as he's answering us. Who can be saved are those who are following him. Those who are staying close to him in his word and his sacraments and the remembrance of our baptism each and every day. Those who are following him by doing what he asks us to do. Well, does he give, does he give us a long list of what to do? Uh, not always. He asks us to live our life, to be an example, to be a light in the world, to be a salt in the world. Be following me. And it says, disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. God had blessed him. I often think of those who have, to whom much is given, much is expected, whether it's possessions possessions or mentality, or whatever it is that God has given us, uh, God expects much of us. God expects us to be following Him as part of our faith life. Um, As He calls us, He also expects us to be following Him. Now this young man uh, thought he had everything. I really have everything. And I'm hearing that this this, this uh, famous good teacher is in town. If I have a chance, I'm going to get to the front of that line, and I'm going to ask him about my life. I'm going to ask him to commend him about my life. But in actuality, he had nothing. He had nothing without Jesus Christ. You can gain the whole world. And if you don't have Jesus Christ, what have you gained? Nothing. Nothing. You can gain the whole world, and with Jesus Christ, you have everything. You don't have to gain the whole world. We are rich because he became poor for us. In him, we are made richer than we could ever, ever imagine. And I think a moral of this particular gospel lesson is that Jesus always gives more. I pray that you have found that out in your life. He always gives more. In my finite little faith, as I am praying to him for this or for that, always with thy will be done, O Lord, praying for his answer, um, and thanking him that his will be done. Thy will be done, O Lord, as we will pray in the Lord's Prayer here in just a moment. He is always aware of our prayer. He is always aware of our needs. And he is always ready to give us far more than ever we ever asked. Jesus gives more always than a man expected. Um, And I pray, and again the scriptures doesn't say how it turned out for this young man. it's kind of unknown, we pray that the Holy Spirit had an opportunity to work on him. Uh, we pray always in our sharing of the gospel, however that goes for us in our life, we pray that that will happen for others in our life too. Oh Lord, help us as we come before you in all humility, asking you daily to forgive us our sins, asking you daily to lead us Onto eternal life one day, asking you daily to, to lead us to help us uh, walk in your footsteps, asking you to to lead us even to eternal life, the ultimate goal. Uh, asking you us, asking you to use us as you would use us today. O Lord, we pray it in your name, Amen. And may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, ever keep us in your peace, even unto life everlasting, we pray. Amen.